Hello, and welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life, a place where we talk about ways for you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Hey, 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 welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life. On this podcast, we discuss the creation of a bubbly life, which is an extraordinary life by your own design friend you are the creator of your reality your universe your life so what's it going to look like what are you creating for yourself let's get into it i'm your host tiara aka t and i love to live a life that is bubbly for me a bubbly life is luxury bougie beautiful Unctuous. oh i love that word it's like i learned that word and working in wine and it just like when people are like, what does unctuous mean? I'm like, I don't know. It's not a, it's not a by definition kind of word. It is a feeling kind of word. Like I feel it when I say it. It just feels luscious. Feels so good. Yeah. And speaking of luscious, like what do you think of when you hear the word luscious? Like luscious to me has like some weight to it. It's got body. <laughs> it, it is, it is scrumptious it is delicious it is not a snack it is a whole meal honey uh and in this conversation i want to talk a little bit about my my weight journey uh so that's where i brought up why i brought up the lusciousness because <laughs> your girl you know we can describe me as like luscious all right voluptuous luscious desirable vixen here in the house <laughs> um for myself and this life that i am creating for myself one of my, my goals, when I say I want to lose weight, like I, I feel like it's really important to define why. Because so many times in my life when I've gone through a weight loss journey, it was because I want, wanted to be prettier at the end of the day. Like I wanted to be prettier. Uh, and I felt like while I have so many examples of big, beautiful women um, big beautiful men, or however you identify, like so many examples of, you know, the spectrum of weight and sizes and beauty in front of me, and accepting all of them as true. For myself, I've always kind of felt like I accept myself or love myself or look better when I am smaller. And I'm in this kind of space of, like, kind of grappling with, like, okay, like, yeah, sure, I look better when I'm smaller. And also wanting to, like, be body positive and say, like, we can love ourselves at all sizes. So how can I, like, lose weight if I'm trying to be, like, some sort of, like, body positive, voluptuous queen? Like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't It doesn't align if I want to, like, look a certain way. And, and preach, but preach that, like, everybody is beautiful at every size, how does that make sense? And so then it's like, okay, well, let's look at myself. Look at myself in the mirror. Sometimes it can be tough, like, naked, naked and afraid. <laughs> look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, I mean, I'm literally walking to my mirror right now, uh, and tell myself that I'm beautiful no makeup on, 
Yes, I've microbladed my eyebrows, so my brows always look on fire. I'll fleek. <laughs> brows on fleek. Uh, I've gotten a nose piercing, got my ears pierced, so there's minor alterations that are semi-permanent. Um, but with or without, I'm gorgeous. I've gotten LASIK, so I don't have to wear glasses. And honestly, like I feel like, I don't know, my glasses to me were, weren't about beauty or anything like that. Um, the glasses were just more like, I'm just tired of like popping contacts in. Like it was just like a lifestyle choice. It just felt easier not to have to worry about it. Um, I'm switching between glasses or contacts. Contacts for me made it easier to like participate in sports and, and just be active and not like have these things fly off my face. Um, <laughs> fun facts, my roommate actually, crazy story. He was driving one time. This is when he was like in college. Um, he was driving and his window was rolled down <laughs> and he was trying to stay awake. So I think he was like screaming into the, the wind to stay awake because he had stayed up all night the night before and then had to get up early to drive, I think, back home, which is like a four hour drive from like college to his like family's house. Uh, and so he was like screaming into the wind and his glasses flew off his face. <laughs> and, um, we jokingly would say we're blind. Uh, like our, the, the level of which farsighted we are very, very, very much needing of glasses or contacts, some sort of corrective lenses to see. Uh, and so that is extremely scary to be driving and like lose the ability to clearly see what's in front of you. Uh, luckily for him, super like, I like, while he doesn't do much, dabble much in like the psychic realm or, um, manifesting or whatever, like his way of life has been super eye opening for me because he manifests like nobody's business and it's super unintentional like it's not like he's like i am like intentionally manifesting this like he's just like i want to have this experience and it happens like i just want to have fun i just want to enjoy my life i just like like his perspective is like i just want to like enjoy i want to travel i want to do whatever and then like you know opportunities show up for him and he it takes him right <laughs> like you know and it's it's kind of amazing it's not kind of it is amazing it's just flat out amazing and so in that same situation, he's like, oh, man, I hope I find my glasses. And lo and behold, off the highway, pulls over, finds his glasses. I'm like, what? Puts them on, continues his drive. Super crazy. <laughs> um, so wild experience, right? But, like, it's kind of also added to, like, a reason to, like, want to get LASIK for myself. And so that being said, let's let go of the shame if there is something that we want to change about ourselves and change it about ourselves, right? Like, why don't I like carrying extra weight? Um, it's uncomfortable and embarrassing and sometimes embarrassing, uh, especially like getting on a flight. Like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe planes are being made smaller. I feel like I'm not that big. Like I'm, I weigh in at 250 currently. Um, I have lost probably like maybe seven or eight pounds in the last like couple of weeks, but still like, let's say 250 is like, you know, what it said this morning. Um, and I'm five two, so it does like present 
as a stock, a very stocky young lass. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I'm like built like an ox, right? So, <laughs> so silly. Um, but with that being said, I was on, you know, I've been on flights. I flew to London recently, right? And um, getting comfortable in that seat was kind of tough. It felt very narrow, and it was kind of embarrassing when I went to buckle my seatbelt that, like, how much I felt like I had to, like, shift my fupa to, like, get it to click. And, like, I'm, like, definitely, I'm, like, oh, no, no, no. I am not getting to a size where I have to buy a second seat. I'm not getting to it. Like, if I'm going to spend money, more money on a plane ticket, it's because I'm buying first class. I'm not, like, looking to, I mean, first class would probably have a wider seat in general anyway, but, like, still, <laughs> I'm not trying to buy a second seat for myself. Um I'm also not trying to have to buy, like, an, an, an extender. Not, not because I couldn't afford it, mostly. Like, I I think it's partly because it would be embarrassing. Real talk. Like, it would be embarrassing to be like, hey, I can't fit. Sorry, do you have, like, an extender for the seatbelt? And then, like, be embarrassed. Like, that conversation would be a little bit embarrassing. To acknowledge. Have to acknowledge to, like, you know. Uh, flight attendant and the people I'm sitting next to and the people that are probably around me, you know, that I'm different <laughs> than some people. I can't do what some people can do. It's a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen to you? Is it a big deal in the grand scheme of things? I'm thinking about it. No, it's not the biggest of deals. Like if you've had to buy an extender, like more power to you. Like, if I, like, think about it, like, if I witness somebody else having to do it, would I feel, like, some type of way about that person? No. So why why would I be embarrassed? I don't know. It just is something, like, weight has been such a huge part of devaluing myself for my entire life that that experience would still embarrass me. Like, I'm not fully reprogrammed from it, right? So there's that. There is the fact that I just want to feel better. Like, I want to feel better in my body. I want my ankles not to hurt after I get my 10,000 steps on a day. I want to be able to participate in sports and feel like I move better, uh, play pickleball better. Like, I feel like I am better and more athletic when I am lighter. I mean, it takes a good amount of muscle to move a lot your body when you are heavier so like it's more of a strain on the body like you know climbing a flight of stairs would be easier not only easier for practice from practice perspective because like yeah the more the more we do activities the easier they become for ourselves and it doesn't strain as much but also it would be less impact on the different ligaments and and joints and all of that if there is less weight. That's just scientific fact. I would feel better mentally, emotionally, physically. That's that's where the desire comes from. And then side effect, positive side effect in my opinion, like I feel like I would look better. Yeah. My like arms wouldn't Jiggle, jiggle 
<laughs> they fold, I don't know, sorry. Uh, my arms jiggle and wave and flap in the wind if I, while I'm waving. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it wouldn't. I'm like literally waving them around right now and I'm like, it kind of feels uncomfortable to do that. <laughs> um, my boobs would probably be, like, I feel like, I don't know, anybody, anyone that has, has breasticles, chesticles, <laughs> and breast or chest, like, you know, have you ever witnessed the fact that sometimes it feels like, I don't know, the boobs are like the first thing to go. I feel like whenever I've gone on like a like weight loss journey, the girls are like the first thing to like start like losing fat cells. I don't know why that is is a thing. Maybe it's like a programming that someone else said to me, and then like my body just like took that on and was like, oh, okay, that's a fact. That's true. We're gonna lose weight in our tits first. Uh, <laughs> it does feel like it's been like a, a thing in my experience though, so I think it's kind of funny that that's how it worked out. Um, but yeah, so it's like. All right, I I do I do want to look a little bit different. I want to feel a little bit different, and there's no like I don't want the, like the toxic positivity to be like a reason where you know like yeah, I'm acknowledging the visual aspect of it all because it's there. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna try to hide the fact that there's a visual aspect to it. I think sometimes we talk about, like, the why of losing weight and, like, we feel like it should be shameful to want to, like, visually look better. And a lot of people want to force the, like, the feeling better, the the um, the doctor's list of things. And while that's all well and good, like, the not being, like, pre-diabetic or, or the health care concerns, those are still a concern. But at the end of the day, like, whatever your reasoning for anything is a valid reason. And so we're not going to have to invalidate our reasoning just because somebody says that that's, like, not a good reason. That's not a positive, body positive reason. That's not a um, a responsible reason. Like, it's fucking because I said so. <laughs> you know what? That should be a good enough reason. Because I said so. I want to lose weight because I said so. Because I said so. Because... I want a different experience. I want to experience going into a everyday store, not like a store specifically made for bigger girls. I want to go into any store. I want to be able to go into like Nordstrom. Not that I've ever really had, I don't know, I've never really been into a Nordstrom, so I don't know what their sizing is like. But Nordstrom's or, I don't know, some bougie, like, place and be able to try on things and a lot of it fits. I have had the experience of going into stores and, you know, like, I, I remember being, like, a kid, uh, like, elementary school, middle school, and I so wanted to shop at Limited Two because that's where, like, most of my friends got their jeans and stuff and like limited to like if you didn't if you didn't have clothes from limited to then you were poor it so it was like a sign of like you know financial stability to have those kind of clothes um and so i went into this i remember going into the store and realizing that i couldn't like even if we could afford the jeans or the whatever like i couldn't fit any there was like nothing clothing wise that fit and so i'd get like like lotion from there like i had this Glitter lotion, I remember <laughs> buying there once. Um, so I'd get, like, other things. For, 
from there. Um, and so it was kind of embarrassing to be like, okay, like, it's not that I can't afford it because I can't fit in it. And so, like, either one felt embarrassing. Um, I've been into the store in stores, and I remember being in Italy after college. And while that was one of the smaller times in my adult life, um, I still bigger than the average person, especially in Europe. <laughs> and I remember going shopping with one of my host families, and we went like clothing shopping, and like the mom was like insisting that like I get some clothes, and I try things on and like nothing really fit right nothing like I ended up getting a shirt just because just to get a shirt so like we could like say that I bought clothes in Italy but like it like kind of like it was like the biggest shirt like I didn't really particularly love the look of the shirt or or anything but it was like the only thing it was made of a stretchier material so it was like the only thing that actually fit my body I didn't necessarily feel good in it or whatever, but it did feel good to be able to, like, finally purchase something after trying on so many different things that did not work for me. And that was kind of, that was embarrassing. Like I said, I was still, like, the smallest kind of size of my adult life, like, within 10, 15 pounds of it. And I don't know, it was probably, like, a size, like, 10 or 12 at that time maybe a 14. By the end of that, I was like, eh, at, the, at that point in the trip, I was probably closer to a 14. I had been eating lots of pasta for those those weeks <laughs> building up to it. So, but I don't want to have those kind of experiences anymore, right? Like, I want to quote-unquote fit in. And not just fit in, like, from a perspective of people, but, like, fit in to fucking close. <laughs> I want to feel good in the clothes that I'm wearing, and, like, don't get me wrong, I have outfits that I think I look smoking in, and I feel good in, but I want more opportunities for that. That's that's where it's coming from, right? Like, I want more opportunities to feel more confident in my body. And how am I going about it? That's the other thing. I really, like, I've done so many crash diets and so many different, like I talked about, I think we, we even like maybe a month or two ago about um, intermittent fasting. And like that to me was also kind of like a fad diet thing. I still, from time to time, like if I know that I'm going to like eat a whole lot, like if I know that we're going to go to like Korean barbecue and it's going to be like an all-you-can-eat experience, or if I know that I'm going to like some place where I'm liable to have less self-control, I will kind of shift things around um, and maybe, like, not eat breakfast. Like, because at the end of the day, it's caloric deficit. It doesn't really matter exactly what you eat. Um, What you eat matters in terms of how you feel and how you feel. And the society, 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 satiety, being satisfied whatever that word is, Um, that's a big part of why what you eat matters, right? Like, yeah, sure, there's, like, if you're eating a whole bunch of processed foods, the chemicals, and, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, and, like, from the healthcare perspective, but in terms of, like, just weight in general perspective, like, if you want to lose weight, you need a caloric 
deficit. And it's like, what, 3,000, is it 3,500? I think a pound of fat or a pound in general weighs 3,500 calories is the equivalent, right? So you need, if you're trying to lose a certain amount of calories or a certain amount of pounds in a week, then you have to have that many less calories in a week. Add it up for whatever, whatever the math is. Google it if you want to know more. But basically, you need to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. How do we do that? Most people mix in diet and exercise for to create that number, to create that deficit. We exercise more, so we're putting out, we're, we're creating, we're working out more calories out of our body. Fun fact, um, exercise really... In terms of, like, how your body burns calories, like, exercise might be, like, 10% of your calorie burn overall. Like, I, I learned this from a TikToker. I didn't do my research, so, but I think it, it makes sense to me. Like, your body has a limit of, like, and you can pull up cal calculators to kind of figure out what your body's, like, resting caloric burn was. Like, if it's just, like, if you're just, say you're sick, lying in bed, you do absolutely nothing all day and it's just the natural functions of your body from digesting food, um, blinking, you know, breathing, maintaining your heart rate, like all of your organs doing whatever they do, the muscles doing whatever they do, just naturally while you're like at a resting state, that's how many calories you burn in a day. So like a big portion of it is that. And then you add in what kind of activity you do. Right? And so exercise, movement, walking the dog, picking up the kids, chasing after kids, the dog, the cat, whatever, um, lifting weights, going to Zumba class, all of those things, right? Like they all help to burn more calories in your day. You do all of that. So... Now, I've done all sorts of different things, again, to lose weight. Like, there was a time, when I think back, like, right before we left for L.A., um, I had a gym membership, and I was going, like, I was going, I wouldn't say daily, but, like, probably, like, at least four times a week. I also had started um, teaching a body jam class once a week. So I was going to other body jam classes when I wasn't teaching and teaching or subbing sometimes for other people. Making a little extra money while I'm exercising. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but when I look back, yes, I was still probably maybe eh, maybe a little, uh, maybe 20 pounds lighter at that time than I am now. I... But I was, like, killing myself in the gym when I think about it. Like, I, I, now that I think about it, I was probably going to the gym, like, six times a week. I was going to body gym classes. I was teaching the body gym classes, as I said. I was also lifting at least four times a week. Um, some days, like, I, Saturdays, I would sometimes go in Saturday morning and lift a little bit. Um, there was this RPM. It's rates per minute, I think, or was the name of the class, is what it stands for. Um, but it was a body, uh, what is the company called? 
the place that makes like body pump, body jam, body whatever, Les Mills. It was a Les Mills run cycling course, right, class. And it's a really pumping class. And that time, the instructors, like my favorite instructors, <laughs> was Saturday morning, but also like a super popular class. And so you have to get to the class like early. Like you have to get to the gym early to ensure that you're going to get a bike. Sometimes you would have to like roll the bike in. Like if you rolled in like right at the start time of the class, you might not get a bike. And so um, it was good to like get in early so you can get like a, get a card that said what your bike was going to be and like so you can make sure that you had a bike um, and save it for yourself. So because of that, I would get in, I would probably get in like 20 minutes before the class started. And so then I'm at the gym, might as well do some shit. So I would lift for like 20 minutes before the class started. Then I would do the RPM class, which is like a 45-minute cardio cycling class. And then I would like leave, get a, go get a pass for um, body jam, and then I would go to the body jam class, <laughs> which was like an hour-long cardio dance class. And so I'm like, boom, like I've burnt, I don't know, a 1,000 calories according to my Apple Watch plus that morning, Saturday morning all before – noon and then when I would get back to like home on Saturday I'd be like yeah I've like already hit my 10,000 steps goal for today I've burnt over a thousand calories I'm gonna take a shower and then I'm gonna like relax I'm gonna eat whatever the fuck I want and because all the work I just did I deserve it I'm gonna drink all the drinks because hashtag I deserve it uh, and I'm not gonna like be ashamed of it which I shouldn't be I mean, it doesn't matter if you work hard or not. Don't be ashamed of, like, what you do because I feel like that builds into your body anyway. Um, and I, so I was, like, working, working hard, working out, all that kind of stuff on a regular basis. Then, you know, but my mindset was always of that, like, well, if I work out, then I should reward myself. And so I really wasn't, like, getting to know myself in terms of food and relationships and all that kind of stuff. I was trying to – I was building – an obsessive relationship. I was building um, ways to create an excuse for why I could eat what I wanted to eat or whatever, instead of just, like, like trying to, like, I guess put rose-colored glasses on the experience rather than just, like, taking the experience for whatever the fuck it is, right? Like, if I'm going to drink, I'm drinking, and, like, enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to drink with my friends like I did yesterday at this, you know, pickleball thing, you know, I drink a lot of drinks. <laughs> I also didn't really eat much because I was like, all right, well, I know I'm drinking and I'm trying to be in the caloric deficit, so I'm not going to, like, pound down all of the food. But when I got home and I got Chipotle, I was like, well, I haven't eaten all day and I need to absorb the alcohol. Uh, and I did try to cut my alcohol with, like, salts of water or, like, um, not salt or water because that has sugar in it. I don't, and I don't t particularly care for the taste of seltzer, but um, soda water, uh, sparkling soda water, whatever, you, whatever, sparkling water, zero calories. Cut the cut the calorie caloric intake a little bit by mixing those two together. Um, that was my goal. So like, I was like, pissy. Now I think about it, like I'm like, oh man, I drank so much yesterday, and I was like, actually, not really. I drink like. A seltzer, a couple of like wine spritzers, 
and I was feeling good because I hadn't eaten, so it all worked out. <laughs> so really, actually, not that many calories taken in now, now that I really, like, think about it. And then I had my burrito at the end of the day, and I'd already gotten, I got my 10,000 steps in. So it's like, whew, yeah, doing the things, right? And so 10,000 steps, I've been promising you guys, I've mentioned it in multiple episodes prior, um, promising you that I talk to you about it. Uh, that has been my goal, like, if I do an actual workout, if I go to the pickleball courts, awesome sauce, uh, that's like icing on the cake in terms of like exercise. I am focusing on having a more active lifestyle. That is my, my goal. So I get 10,000 steps a day. Sometimes it, it involves like what I'm doing right now, which is walking around my apartment while I'm recording uh, these podcast episodes. I'm knocking them out before, uh, what time is it? Looks like 2 o'clock. I've already knocked out my my steps. I've already gotten there. <laughs> During the course of this podcast episode, I've gotten past my 10,000 steps. Yay! But guess what? I'm going to still have to move throughout the day. I'm going to probably cook or clean or um, go to the grocery store or whatever. So I'm going to get more steps. I just totally dropped my... Uh, uh, I'm also <laughs> teaching myself a little bit about... Uh, the bow staff, so I like am like swinging that around as I'm walking and getting some steps in, which is kind of fun. And so if you hear things like popping and clocking, there uh, I probably dropped it. <laughs> so that being said, I find getting the 10,000 steps isn't as strenuous on my body as like all the working out that I was like talking about that I was doing, the lifting the weights, the going to the classes. And while I enjoyed going to those classes at that time, it was great. <laughs> um, I don't do it anymore. And while like COVID kind of made it something to think about because I couldn't, even if I did, you know, have a gym membership or not, like I couldn't do it because we weren't going to the gym and our apartment complex stopped having the events and stuff. And so it was just not an option. I had to learn to like move differently. And access things differently and so now again my focus is on being active living an active lifestyle um walking to the nail salon or walking to the uh a restaurant downtown to get more partly get more steps if i haven't gotten my steps in for the day but also to just stay active Walking prevents me from having to pay for parking <laughs> in most cases. Um, there's a lot of positives to it. Sometimes it's a little bit scary, especially in L.A. <laughs> uh, I don't walk all hours of the day. But it's things to think about. And I, I've noticed when the 10,000 steps is my goal, and if I haven't gotten there, I'm more liable to, like, walk somewhere. I'm also more liable to participate in something, if someone's like, hey, do you want to go do X, Y, Z, and I look at my watch, and I'm like, oh, man, I haven't even gotten my 10,000 steps today, like, yep, I'm going to get out, I'm going to do something, so it, like, helps me to, like, make sure that I do stuff, it helps me stay active to have that goal, and then once I've hit that goal, like, I'm really excited, like, yeah, I did it, I did my thing, and then the more steps I get over, over 10,000, I'm like, ooh, I am moving today, I'm having fun, I'm like out and about, I'm being active, I know I can recognize and celebrate that I'm being active. I love it. And it feels better, feels like a good lifestyle, or, you know, fascia blasting, and adding that into, I add that into the mix to help with like soreness, and 
flushing out the body, increasing circulation, making sure that my tissues are connecting to each other properly. I love it. The relationship with food. Let's talk about that. Sorry, I said something about the, the intermittent fasting, right? It was my excuse to not have to have self-control at the end of the day, um, and I can eat whatever I want because it's a lot harder to, like, put, like, 2,000 calories into one meal. <laughs> it can be done, depending on what you're doing, uh, what you're eating, and how caloric dense it is or not. I am currently utilizing Noom, which I found was, uh, what do you call it, um, covered by my health insurance. So Noom, it was an app that was, like, regularly promoted on my Instagram ad. And so I, like, looked into it. I found out that it was covered by health insurance. So I was like, eh, I'll give it a try. And so within Noom, they give you – every day there's, like, a psych trick or some tip article to read uh, and learn about in terms of – in the world of weight loss. And, you know, talking about caloric dense foods, meaning like you could have 100 calories of an apple or you could have 100 calories of pizza. And the apple, while they both have 100 calories because we talked weight loss is caloric deficit, right? You can eat whatever you want within your caloric goal or whatever to lose the weight. But when you eat certain foods, you're going to feel more satisfied for longer. You're going to be full, feel full for longer. Um, your body is going to react better to certain foods, and that's why we talk about the different kinds of foods, like eating an apple over the pizza or the whatever. And so we got to get to know ourselves. we got to, one, know for ourselves, like, what our body feels like. Like, I mean, if you're allergic to an apple, don't eat the apple just because someone said that. It's, it's like, less calorie density. There's a lower calorie density than, like, I don't know, <laughs> the pizza, again, or nachos or whatever. Like, I'll do what feels good to you, right? Like, I know that, like, if I eat the skin of apples or pears, like, sometimes my throat gets itchy. So I have to find a different option, maybe mango. Mango tastes good to me, and it does, it feels good to me. So we can go with mango. 100 calories of mango versus 100 calories of pizza again. Well, I don't know, like I feel like a 100 calorie slice of pizza, especially what those toppings I like to get on mine, which is like, you know, some veggies, but like I like the the, the supreme. I like veggies, I like all the meats. <laughs> uh no no olives though. I don't want the olives and I don't want pineapple on my pizza. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm one of those people, if you like are like, oh, I love pineapple on my pizza, sorry, not sorry, we can like different things and still be friends, it's okay have different opinions and stuff. Um, that being said, the more toppings you put on a pizza, right, the more calories it is, right? So the way I like my pizza, if I were to get like a 100-calorie slice, I feel like it would be a very thin, narrow slice, depending on the crust. I like, oh, I like Domino's. I really like their, like, pan one, which is, like, the one that has the most calories in terms of their crust. Um, I really love that. So, like, if I'm using the crust that I really like with all the toppings that I really like, we're going we're gonna to have a smaller slice of pizza, and I'm definitely not going to be satisfied <laughs> by that. Like, it's going to be, like, three or four bites, which is probably enough to, like, you know, assuage a craving for it. 
but uh, in terms of like fullness I'm feeling, unless I've eaten a lot of other stuff already, it's probably not going, I'm probably going to want to go back for more slices or until I'm full or feel close to full, feel satisfied. So the Noom is really, I mean, like it makes sense when you talk about it, but the Nooms really like reinforce that education there. Uh, there's also the opportunity to talk to um, a doctor and get like a little bit of guidance there, some tips having like a coach with it so it's really cool to have that like accountability with it do I feel like I need it no not necessarily like I feel like I know this stuff but it's nice to like keep having it in the forefront it makes it encourages you to track your meals uh so I can see like okay like it's not about shaming myself for what I've eaten or not eaten but it is about just being aware right awareness is huge for pretty much anything we want to create for ourselves, right? Like everything that we want to create for ourselves, whether it be money, we've got to be aware of how we're willing to make it. What are we willing to do to create it? For creating the body that we want, it's the same thing. What are we willing to eat or not eat? Willingness to track our food and be aware of like, okay, like there's no shame in having a slice of carrot cake or brownie or whatever. And what can we do to fit it if it's something that we're really craving, really wanting, giving to ourselves, allowing ourselves to have, can we fit it into the, our calorie budget for the day? Sure, certainly, especially at the beginning of the day, like, oh, like I have like all the calories available to me, you know, maybe, maybe it's the end of the day, it's dessert, you're like, okay, like I have 150 calories left in my dessert for my dessert for the day, like how much is a 150 calorie piece of whatever it is that I want to eat, or maybe it is like, because it's also like, are you doing it because you're meeting a taste craving, or are you doing it because you're hungry? Things to think about. No judgment either way, just thinking about it. I think judgment creates stress for ourselves, and stress creates cortisol in the body, and that helps to hold fat. So you have to, like, really not stress ourselves out about it. That's that's the lifestyle I'm creating for myself. It's like, how am I going to have fun? How am I going to have fun with food? How am I going to have fun with moving, being active? How am I going to have fun with this journey and not deprive myself, shame myself, but enjoy myself because at the end of the day, I love myself. And I want you to love you too. So if you're on a weight loss journey, join me. Tell me your stories. Tell me your tips, your tricks, your favorite recipes. I want to see it. I want to hear from it. Make sure you're – share it in the group. Share it in the Abundant Life community on Facebook. want to know. want to hear it. <laughs> if you're not on the journey, that's also cool too. Good for you. Share what you're going through. Share what you're working towards. I want to hear that too. All right? So with that, I'm popping off of here. I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. Please share this out if you feel like it would be valuable information or a valuable story for other people to hear. Um, remember, you can go to www.abubbly.life slash luxury living to get access to all the other stuff that I talk about from mentorship to applying to be a guest speaker 
on the podcast to any of the other things. And with that, I'm going to say bye, and I'll catch you on the next one. Love you. Thank you for listening to Combos for a Bubbly Life. I invite you to subscribe, comment, and of course, follow the link in the description of this video to tap into more ways for you to live a bubbly life. Love you. Thank you.